everyone. My name is Christian Larson. I'm here with Garrett Fox, and welcome to another episode of Topical Brainstorm. How you doing, Garrett? Uh, I'm doing quite well. Just got home from work. So, I mean, it's good that I'm home. Good to be home. Good to be home. You How working you tomorrow? Yeah, I work till 2 o'clock tomorrow, and then I need to talk to Colton. Um, I think he plans on getting there, like, right before the game starts. I don't know if that's a great idea. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I'll have know. to see. I mean, I don't get off work till five, so I'll be ready yeah. to go at five, though. So yeah, you are, you're working from home, right? Time. Yep. All right. That's my life. So we're going to the jazz game, everybody. Who, oh, who doesn't yeah. know that? I'm still listening to this. I think I announced yeah. it last time, but <laughs> did you? I can't remember. Well, the 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 time that didn't count because we lost the recording. So, oh, gotcha. That time. Yeah. <laughs> that time. Yeah. I'm excited. Hopefully they don't play like poop again. Um, we'll see. Donovan's the only one that can play. <laughs> Apparently. <sighs> Apparently. Well, we're at home. We play way better at home. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh, maybe, maybe Conley will come back. We can pray. Oh, I'll be praying for sure. <laughs> All right. I'm excited though. It'll be it'll be fun. Hopefully. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh I've been uh, eating out less, so that's good. Nice. You've been cooking? Uh, I mean, Michaela has I've been cooking with Michaela, which is good. So Upside of having one of the upsides of having a girlfriend is you cook dinner together apparently. So it's good. Nice. What's what's your favorite meal you've cooked so far? Uh, katsu chicken was pretty good. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you told <Yeah>. me that. <laughs> this is weird. This is weird. <laughs> I'm like, what have I we, said and what haven't I said? Yeah, for everyone listening. We haven't recorded very frequently recently, so it's it's. I feel like it's extra confusing. But we tried to record this episode on what was it Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday. Today's today's Tuesday night, and uh, we were nearly done, and then it crapped out on us, and we lost the recording. So I feel like a broken record, and uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be a weird episode for you guys listening. But we'll do our best. It'll be weird for us uh, producing as well. Yeah, probably. Hopefully weirder for us than for anybody else. But Yeah, hopefully. Well, cool. Katsu chicken. You'll have to make it for me sometime. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can without Michaela here because she, she kind of did most of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It didn't seem too hard, though. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. You too will have to make it for me sometime then. Oh, dude, yeah. That'd be fun. We could have if dinner you, with, you, with you and Kylie. Yeah, if it's you fun. ever come to visit. I will. I was going to come this weekend, but you're out of town, so. Yeah. Well, you were going to come like two weeks ago as well, and then you just never yeah. texted. And uh, Yeah, that, that is true. 
<laughs> that's, that's that's my okay. bad on that one. <laughs> uh, as far as my goals go, I haven't been exercising very well. I uh, I've been doing a lot of yard work instead, which is at least uh, you know not too. Uh, at least it's being a little active. It's, yeah, you're it's outside. Hot. <laughs> it's it's so a hot, hot summer. It's like Arizona uh, out here. Yeah. We're trying to like get our grass back into good shape and I'm starting to think we should just put in artificial turf like people do in Phoenix, Arizona cuz that's 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 what it feels like we're living in right now. Yeah. And a pool. A pool would be so nice, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, if you anyway, get a pool, I'll definitely come visit. Yeah, you can help me dig the hole. Yeah. Bring bring your own shovel. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, anyway, I need to my goal was cuz I'm I'm now working a pretty regular 9 to 5 job and I'm working from home. So it's like why can't I get myself up at 7? I used to get up I used to have to leave my house at 7 to get to work like all last year, right? Why can't I get myself up at 7 to like exercise? But no, I get myself up at like eight twenty nine, and I have to be to work at eight thirty ish. So <laughs> I uh, let my dog into the backyard, and then I sit down at my desk, and that's my morning routine lately. So nice, you know. And I still feel tired. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Probably because I'm not exercising. I'm sure that would help me, really. But yeah, I mean, I like two summers ago, I would go play basketball at like six every morning and now i i try to get up and go play at six and i get up at five at five thirty, and i just like find myself waking up again at eight no matter what well see that's what happened to me what was it just yesterday morning <laughs> when oh, we were man. we were gonna record and <laughs> I swear, I had an alarm set. I like woke up. I saw your text. I was like, I'm not feeling very well. I can I can hardly keep my eyes open. I better tell him. And then I like kept sleeping. Barely got up in time for work. I was at work. I checked my phone at like ten o'clock, and I saw that I'd never responded to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <You're> like, <laughs> we're still recording at seven in the morning, and I just never responded. So I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I waited like two minutes and went back to sleep. So okay, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I didn't keep you up too long. Oh yeah, not at all. Anyway. Yeah, so I have room to improve on my physical health. Well, I think we all do. <laughs> That's fair. All right, should we start the chapter? Yeah, let's do it. All right, go for it. Okay. So this chapter is called Best Friends Forever, and it's under about understanding... The intricacies of the friendships that women have uh, and their social circles, I guess you could say. Um, and women are, at least from my experience, I, I believe this to be true, women are more socially connected than men. It's, do you have any argument there? 
I think on average that is true. Definitely. Yeah. Obviously, we can't speak for all women, especially because we're not even women, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, although, we, you, and, you and I might be the exception, Garrett, because one line that I thought was funny, it says, men don't often have slumber parties with other male friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that that is, was funny. You and I had, I mean, we were roommates, so does it really count? Not really, but we had, you know, our version of a slumber party. Yeah, Pretty dude. frequently cool. there for a while. <laughs> Floor sleep, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I interrupted. Keep going. No, you're good. Uh, I think the first thing, well, I don't even know what to start off with in this chapter. <laughs> what did you think about it? Well, it doesn't help that we've discussed the whole thing already. I, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're being repetitive, but we're not. It it basically talks about life expectancy and how um, married men live longer than unmarried men. It says even if even if a man isn't completely happy in his marriage, he'll still live longer in an unhappy marriage than being unmarried. Um, and then there are even extra benefits if a man is, you know, very happily married. But women's longevity or life expectancy is more based on the number of close friendships and relationships she has kind of outside of her marriage. Again, this doesn't apply to everybody, but on average – uh, women depend a lot more on their on their friends and their social circles to to you know emotional support to confide in all of those things. It basically says men, no matter how good of a husband a man might be, he can't truly meet all of a woman's needs, which I think is a relief to know that to know that that's yeah. not necessarily my job. And the advice it gives is that men should really encourage their their uh, their spouses, their their wife, or their girlfriend or whatever to to reach out and have good good friendships with other women um so yeah it talks a lot about how important that is and uh it's really interesting yeah i too found that interesting uh <laughs> i found it interesting as well it talks a little bit about affairs and how those often blossom or, or start and that's usually by uh the female complaining about her husband to an outside male friend that she has. So the advice they give for that is to, uh, bring it. Shoot. How do I say this? You don't want your, your wife to complain about you to, to other people. So, make it very comfortable for her to be able to complain about you to your face basically is is what you need to do there i mean that just that just makes a lot of sense you know it talked about how a lot of times or not a lot of times but sometimes men are are really we're, we're jealous creatures i guess and we get really jealous when we don't have enough time with our, our wives a lot or our, our girlfriends or whatever because they're spending so much time with other people. And it said you don't need to tell them or 
you don't want to complain about it to them. You want to bring it up in a way where you say, hey, uh, I just wish we were spending more time together. Um, I miss you. And you're much more likely to get that time together after that without her feeling like you're just jealous and resentful and, and stuff. And it will affect the, the, the ah, shoot, affect the relationship positively instead of negatively if you bring it up like that. Yeah, and that goes back to the main principle of women want to feel safe around you and trusted, right? And if you bring up anything, but specifically something as important as this in an angry way, if you bring it up, you know, and attack her with it, uh, she's not going to feel safe around you. And one other thing that I found interesting, I'd never really thought about before on this topic is they've done some research. The authors of this book have done some research on domestic violence. Understandably, they, you know, they do all sorts of research on marriage, but they found that one common denominator among, among some violent men was that the man felt jealous of the woman's female friends. So, uh, yeah, I feel like if anything, any big takeaway from this chapter is just don't feel jealous of female friends and understand that, that women really need those friends and those relationships to, to be fulfilled completely. And, uh, it's actually a really good thing. So I, I don't think, I don't think I've ever felt jealous of, of Kylie's friends or the time she spends with them. Um, and I, I mean, I'm glad that I haven't felt those things or gotten violent about it, <laughs> but, uh, it's good to see the research behind it and have a greater appreciation for, for that and know that I should really be not only like passive about it, but actively supporting her and her spending time with, with her close female friends. Yeah. Um, one thing that they mentioned is, or they kind of passively say is think of your partner's female friends as supporting you in supporting your partner. So they're just helping you. It's, it honestly kind of reminds me of the line from the office where it, Roy says it when he's talking about Pam and he's like, yeah, he's talking to Jim. He's like, it's yeah. nice that she has friends at work because then I don't have to hear all her crap when she gets home, <laughs> which is terrible, <laughs> but it's also kind of true. But it's also like, <laughs> but it's also like a poor example because Jim is a close guy friend of Pam, you know? who she yeah. eventually ends up with. Um, and she would complain about Roy to Jim all the time. So it's a good, good and bad example. Of, yeah. Exactly. Of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that we've already touched upon, but I just found this statistic in here. Uh, women who are socially isolated have a 66% uh, increased risk of dying prematurely from any cause. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that definitely is. And it also right before that, in that section, it talks about a study on, they did, Oh, I thought this was kind of funny. 
And it was the results of a study that investigated the social networks of approximately 3,000 nurses with breast cancer. So that's a pretty specific group of people. <laughs> They're all yeah. nurses and they all are already have breast cancer. But those who had really good social networks were more than twice, two times more likely to survive breast cancer than those who didn't. Um, so, yeah, those are people who already have cancer and the effects of um, of a close social circle had on them, which is pretty crazy. And then also what you said, just in general, 66%. Um, that's, that's a huge impact on your, your life expectancy or a woman's life expectancy, but that's, that's huge. It is huge. I also, I really liked the evolutionary reasons behind women having friends that they talk about. For example, they talk about in pre pre not prehistoric times. Is that in the cavemen days? Let's call it that. There you go. Uh, they uh, women would were responsible for for gathering the food, and men were responsible primarily for hunting. And if the women, if the woman had a lot of friends, and the man came home and wasn't able to to kill anything to eat, uh, you were twice as likely to, well, not twice as likely, you were way more likely to eat if the woman had a lot of friends because you could bum off of your friends, you know, take their food, <laughs> borrow their food. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows so how they work those things out back in the I day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So that, that I found sense. that interesting though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of says that, you know, humans have this fight, fight or flight response to stress. Um, but just as important as that, and women are much more likely to have this response, but it's, they, they title it tend and befriend. Um, and that's what women have been doing since the caveman days, as you said, is, is, uh, being in more social situations and having to work things out as opposed to, you know, I think men were really good at working as a team to hunt and whatnot, but um, it's interesting. And it also says that, that, that tending and befriending, it releases oxytocin, which lowers the stress response in women. Um, and I mean, I, I think that's something that I've seen, um, Kylie really values her, her friendships. And, um, I, I think I can, you know, there are days that she's not in the best mood when there's a lot of things on her mind or things stressing her out. And sometimes she'll call one of her friends or even if she's just texting them or her sister Taylor as well, um, definitely falls into this category, but Kylie's mood will just like instantly, be better if she takes half an hour to be on the phone with one of her friends. Um, I, I just, I definitely believe that it's good for, I mean, it's good for everybody. Right. But, um, being social and having close friends is good for everybody, but I definitely would believe it, that it affects women more and women need it more for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of it is pretty individualized too. I know, 
I know a lot of guys that also need like a lot of of friendship to thrive. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to find out statistically that women do need it more as well, like you said. Dude, this chapter is really funny, though, because I was reading it, and a lot of the things it said just made me think of my parents because my <laughs> dad is pretty, like, he's not anti-people, but he would be fine and is fine sitting at home not talking to anyone. Um, but like when they go to church at the end of church, my dad's like, ah, I'd like to leave, but your mom's off talking, (laughs) which is so, so funny to me that because it's, uh, it's exactly like this book says, man, (laughs) it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think, I don't think my dad fits that stereotype quite as well as your dad does, (laughs) but but my looking at my parents, my mom, I think, definitely has a bigger group of friends and a and a like a social circle where she'll you know go out to lunch with her friends or go do girls trips. You know. That being said, my dad does have he he does he is you know fairly social and he he does have some like he's going to a, a football game with one of his old buddies, uh, a Steelers football game in the in the fall. Know, guys trip but but overall my mom definitely is more social than my dad i would say nice yeah i don't have too much more to add i don't know about you is there anything else you wanted to um, discuss yeah there was one other interesting thing oh yeah it talks about um Going back to what you said about if the hunter came home empty-handed, that the social network of his of his woman would dictate whether they ate or not. Um, it talks about this species of monkey that the male's social status and power is literally determined by who his mother is and that it's the females that determine the social hierarchy of the group. Um, I found that interesting. I'm, do you think that applies to humans on average that women run the show there? You know, I think it, in certain aspects, I'd say yes. So let's take it like, like if, if for example, you're the type of guy that just doesn't like to talk to anyone and stays at home all the time. If your wife makes you go out and and meet people and talk to people, I think they definitely determine at least that, you know, it might not necessarily be power or, or social status, but I mean, it could be in a way. You know, you you just made me think of Josh. Josh and Megan. <laughs> Josh, yeah. of course. What other, other Josh is there? <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He doesn't listen to this. You you've already forgotten about him. See, that kind of proves my point. He uh 
Like I'm sure him and Megan, uh, now they live in Pennsylvania, right? But yeah, I'm sure they spent time with Megan's friends. And uh, I don't think not us. (laughs) Yeah, like the one time. Remember that one? It was when I was leaving Logan. We hung out that one night and we threw a football around. Yeah, and then Megan went and got donuts. Oh yeah, because because yeah, she got free donuts. Huh? Those were good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like, there's no way Josh would have ever or will ever organize anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm I. When I'm 100% convinced I'm never going to see Josh again <laughs> unless, like, I text him and I'm like, hey, when's the next time you're in town? And he'll be like, okay, I'm going to come to Utah on Christmas time for these dates. And then I'd be like, I want to see you. And he'd be like, okay. And then those dates would come and then he still wouldn't reach out. I'd have to reach out again and be like, hey, are you in town? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I am. And it's like, okay, hey, I am coming to your parents' house to see you. And be like, oh, okay. Funny. Like, I would have to do all that work if I ever want to see Josh again. I'm convinced. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious and very accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's anyway, my thoughts on it. No, that makes sense. I think that probably, I think socially that, uh, that probably applies to a lot of people. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I got. I don't know what yeah. we missed because we covered this chapter twice, but. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. 